0: what's going on everybody jay wright with frustrated black christian podcast episode number six i'm so excited about this conversation today's episode is entitled manipulation from the pulpit it's bigger than what you think i want y'all to open up your hearts open up your minds and let's think so that we can change, make the change that is necessary in our churches and, and in turn our nation as well. Uh, today, my guest is my brother, my friend, Pastor Roderick Ingram II. I appreciate bro for being with me on this episode. A great conversation and I hope that you enjoy it. So I'm not going to hold you up without any further ado. As I always say, here is episode number six, Manipulation from the pulpit. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Jay Wright with Frustrated Black Christian Podcast, episode number six. And today is going to be a great conversation. I know it's going to be a great conversation because I have a great guest with me on today. He is one of my closest friends. Uh, he's one, definitely one of my, probably my best friend as a pastor, uh, but he's definitely a great friend, one of my best friends all around, Akeisha, and I call him and his beautiful wife Keanu, our couple best friends. So uh I'm so honored to have this genius here with us on today. I am talking about no one other than my brother, Pastor Roderick Ingram. What's going on, bro? Man,
1: what's going on, brother? I don't know about the genius part, but uh, man, I'm just great, glad to be here. Glad to be a part of this great platform. Really looking forward to just chopping it up with you today.
0: I appreciate that, man. I'll, I'll, I would say i think you are definitely one of the smartest one of the smartest people that i know and um god has really graced you at a young age with a lot of wisdom and uh i really appreciate you uh just for uh being with me on today we we talk um definitely definitely every month but uh, we ain't one of those friends that talk to each other every day that gotta hear each other breathe on the phone. We don't do all yeah, we that. Good. We're good on that. We're good on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, we we our friendship has remained the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really appreciate you. Um and I'm excited about today's topic. Today's topic is manipulation from the pulpit. And when you look at the word manipulation, the word that word means the action of handling or controlling something in a skillful manner. The act of handling or controlling something in a skillful manner. And Then the other word that sticks out in our topic is the word pulpit. And that pulpit is not just, this is not going to be a preacher's episode. Although we both are pastors and we have experience being in the church for years, decades, actually. uh, It's not going to be just about preachers or pastors. So don't get too hyped about us downgrading the church or talking about a particular pastor Mm -hmm. or anything like that. We're talking about that pulpit really stands for a platform and that platform, all of us have a platform, some kind of platform. Social media is a platform. A podcast is a platform. Yeah, we're both pastors. So we do stand upon a pulpit, which is a platform where we use uh, that platform to uh, declare the gospel and, and to preach and to inspire people. Uh, but we all have a pulpit or a platform where if we don't really pay attention and we really don't focus and if we don't care enough, mm. we can use that platform in the wrong way. Absolutely. We can really manip- use manipulation, uh, use that platform to manipulate people into doing what we want. And then we can put the cover of the curtain of that's what God said. Or like I said, how many people you like, if you're a popular person, your manipulation can be used by the amount of people you have. So if one do it, all do it, because that's just the group that follows you or whatever. So we all have a responsibility with the platform that has been given to us um, to make sure that we're not manipulating. Yeah. And this conversation that I'm going to have with you, bro, was uh, inspired by a conversation that I actually had on last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure. Um, that caused me to examine myself uh, because I realized even myself, there were times when I used my influence to manipulate certain situations. Okay. Just being open and honest. This is like, I'm not calling other people out without calling my own self out. I've, I've used that manipulation tool. I've used that my influence to, to get people to do what I wanted them to do because I knew I had some kind of influence over them. Yeah. But it really caused me to reflect, not to look at people all the time, other people all the time. I had to look within myself and say, Elijah one, the platform that God has given you, are you using this platform to help or to man- or help yourself? Mm, that's good. So uh, you were one of the first person that came to my mind um, that, uh, when this topic came to mind and, and it just happened, that we actually switched this top, we switched topics today uh on them today, this morning when we were texting, but I really feel like he can really speak on this. So uh when I say the word manipulate, when I use the phrase manipulation from the pulpit, bro, what's the first thing that comes to your mind in your heart?
1: Honestly, first thing I thought about when I saw the text, my mind went to Moses mm-hmm. because we we can manipulate people in even in our because of our positions. Right. You know, I believe that God holds us accountable um, and not just the positions of pastors, but anyone, like you said, who's an influencer. Because all of us, we have a, all of us have a congregation. Right. You know, some of us have those three, four people that work that look up to us. And so all of us have someone we have. We've captured someone's attention. And um, I thought about Moses and how the Bible goes almost out of its way to talk about how awesome Moses was, how right. he was a prophet, the greatest prophet Israel had seen, you know, before Christ arrived and how um he was the most humble man on earth and how God spoke to him face to face. But, um, even when he tried to manipulate the people, um, or more rather he tried to represent God in a way that God didn't want to be represented in, right. then even he had to deal with the consequences of that manipulation. Like when, um, When he was told to the people said, you know, we're thirsty, we want something to drink. And God told him, hey, strike the rock and the water will come out. Mm -hmm. He struck the rock the first time and the water came out. But then after the second time when he struck the rock, um, another situation where the people got thirsty and he struck the rock again. um, Well, God told him, hey, this time speak to the rock. Right. And water will come out. But because he was frustrated with the people, not because God was frustrated with people, he was frustrated with them. And he wanted to make it appear as God was just as frustrated with them as he was. He struck the rock and water wouldn't flow the first time. Um, he had to strike it again. Then water f- flowed out of the rock. Okay. And God kind of told him, hey, because you did this, you won't step foot into the promised That's land. True. And I'm like, God, why, why did you respond so so aggressively to that situation? And then I think it's First Corinthians, chapter ten, verse four. Um, with the first few chapter verses, it tells how how Moses and the children they were going through, and how God was providing for them, how they were being covered following the cloud. Right. And I think verse um, three and four says, and they all ate that same spiritual food, and they all drank that same spiritual drink it. because the rock was with them, right. and the rock was Christ. Right. So, in God's eyes, He was trying to paint a picture of what Christ was going to look like to the people that right. Christ was going to come. And the first way we would get life from Christ was him. He had to be struck. You know, he had to be crucified. Definitely. He had to He had to die on the cross. But every time after that, Christ wouldn't have to be struck again. He wouldn't have to be crucified again. Right. He, you just have to speak to the rock every time after that. But That's because good. Moses in his frustration tried to manipulate the people to feel like, Hey, look, this is how upset God is with you. Right. He, you know, and he disobeyed, um, And I feel like a lot of times that's kind of what we do when Mm. we step into manipulation, we kind of, we misrepresent who God is. We misrepresent what he's called us to do and what he's called us to represent. And we twist and turn to try to get people to respond to us the way we want. And then we wonder why God isn't moving in certain areas of our lives, whether it's up in the pulpit or in your personal pulpit. And um, I think it's a very just dangerous thing to do. You know, not that I don't believe that God is, one that cuts people off and things like that, but I do think, do definitely believe in scripture. It says God is not mock whatsoever you read, right? You're gonna sow, yes, or whatever you sow, that's what you're also going to read,
0: right? And, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's, that's funny when you said that about because Moses struck the rock, he wasn't able to go into the promised land. And yeah. you just said God doesn't cut off, cut us off. No, God doesn't cut us off, but we can cut our own self yeah, absolutely. off by absolutely. using manipulation. Yeah, to to convey or to make people think that this is what God says, yeah. this is how God feels when that's not the case at all. So we, God won't ever cut us off, thank, thank you Jesus, but we can cut our own self off by being manipulative and uh, using people and 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 being spiteful and to using that for our own gain. Um, I begin to think about, like I said last week, when I began to examine my life and examine myself and you know, even begin to confess and to repent to God about the times that I use manipulation on other people. I believe, I, I can say that I'm pretty sure that I've never used manipulation on a pulpit. And the reason why I can say that is because I was affected. Uh, and I now I'm, now I'm talking about pastorship. Now I'm talking about preaching mm-hmm. uh, when you stand before the people. I've never used manipulation over the people because i was so damaged and i was affected by manipulating preachers or yeah. manipulating seniority uh whatever case may be uh i remember when akisha and i uh god began dealing with me in 2014 about stepping into ministry walking in ministry uh on our own and, and victorious life didn't start until august of 15 and um uh, god began to deal with me and i was Honestly, bro, I was rebuking it. I didn't mm-hmm. think that was God. Yeah. I didn't feel, but it's when you, sidebar, we're going down the service road, everybody. <laughs> when you say no to God, things will start getting difficult yeah. as if He's trying to push you out. So mm. there were different things that happened with Keisha. There's different things that happened with me. Certain things just started happening where things got ugly and it pushed us into. A yes. It's okay. almost being pregnant with something. Mm-hmm. You know, that woman could say, I'ma hold this baby past nine months, but there's some stuff gonna start going on the yeah. trouble gonna go inside her when she ain't gonna have no other choice but to push. Yeah. So we finally said yes. Uh I talked to Keisha about this in January of 15, because that's how afraid I was. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to go to Keisha and talk to her about it. But I talked to her, she was like, Well, let's pray about it. We're gonna pray. We talked and we prayed about it from January until probably June Mm. yeah June I'm not gonna get too personal but uh yeah I talked to you later about how how you played a role in, in my last uh service Uh-oh. uh anyway <laughs> uh, inter- <laughs> no <laughs> no but uh it's just ironic that you were there for my uh, last service mm-hmm. at the former church that i was at yeah and i and i love that ministry and i love the leadership without them i wouldn't be who i am today amen so i always acknowledge them and honor them and appreciate them for who they are or who they was in our life um but when we started ministry uh when we said we were stepping out and we went to them with the plan in our hand, mm-hmm. with everything. Can I tell you the ugliness that mm-hmm. was exposed uh, among those who are in authority, not just from the church I went to, mm-hmm. but the church, churches surrounding the church I went to. Okay. A friend of a friend. Okay. You know, The friend of my enemy is now my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I was already an enemy of a certain uh, pastor, a certain authority mm-hmm. figure. Uh, because I took my wife mm. away from his ministry, okay. uh, I didn't take her. Well, I did take her, but she did. She left on her own to follow her husband. Amen. Uh, but anyways, um, it got so ugly to where the manipulation that this this one particular man had started affecting our family. Okay, and to the point where even certain family members was restricted from supporting mm. us family members was restricted from coming to a service or to uh, push us. And then they had ways of supporting us without supporting us. And I don't want to put it like that. uh, You know, certain people in on both sides of the family, let me say that both sides of the family, we went through some hell, bro, trying to uh, start and be obedient to what we felt God was telling us to do. Yeah. And just the manipulation that, these leaders had over certain people. Some of it was the people that was following them. And then the other platform was the family platform, because even on my side of the family, I had far and few in between uh, people, other than the people that are part of our ministry now. And uh, my immediate family, like Mm -hmm. my brothers and sisters, other than that, I really didn't have a lot of support at first. Uh, And I can tell you that bro, that damaged me. That hurt and you know, thank god that we're over it and we're moving on uh, and we and god is we're now in a season of validation yeah. uh one one of the messages that first message that god gave me before when i went into pastoralship was this the seasons of jacob yeah. Of joseph, excuse me okay. of joseph where joseph showed them the dream he was rejected mm-hmm. by his family he yeah. had to go through all these seasons to get right. to the place where what tried to kill him, actually he ended up, God using him, him to preserve Amen. the ones who tried to kill yeah. him. Yeah. And I find ourselves in this situation now where God, we're now in a validation season of our lives, but now we, it wasn't always like that. We went through some heavy manipulation where bishops was having a meeting about us and my family members that was going to that church coming to talk to me about, you know, you need to go and talk to him. I was like, first I was okay with going to talk to him. But when he started doing all that bit talking, I was like, well, you was never my pastor in the first place. So I don't gotta talk to you okay. in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So what he decided to do is start going to other churches and start blackmailing us. Mm. Don't fellowship with him. He's out of order. He he, you know, they're they're out of order. They love such and such and did all this kind of stuff like that. And he probably was hyped up by other people. Yeah. But the manipulation that he had, the control that he had over the people, the people instead of Being a body of Christ, accepting us and helping us, you rejected us. And what if we would have not followed God, and we would have said, "You know what? Is this what this must what God be? Is this what this is what God must be like?" So I can't follow God at all, and. I'll be doing a uh, frustrated black yeah. Muslim
1: yeah uh, <laughs> that can do it. podcast all right now.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is Elijah Muhammad, you know, <laughs> or whatever like I that. I still
1: like the Lakers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you just have to remain focused, or whatever the case may be. But sometimes it's hard, and because we went through all of that, one of the first lessons that Akisha and I learned was one: no God for yourself, Amen. and two. Don't manipulate the people that trust you yeah. with your influence. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't manipulate the people because you see what it can become. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. I've seen this man or this person or whatever the case may be, destroy marriages, see. destroy families, destroy churches. I do t- I told Keisha yesterday, no, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Either one, we were talking about this situation when I this topic really came to my heart and God was dealing with me about it uh, was, I said, man, you think about it, this man is the Thanos of the church. <laughs> <laughs> he really came in his mud and destroyed worlds, <laughs> nations, churches, families. He, you know, he came in and do, and, and you think, as you just said, bro, when you use manipulation, and you're not following God because God does all things well. Yeah. He does things in the spirit of love yeah. and meekness, yeah. and, and even in correction and in love. And we use manipulation, you're not doing damage to the person, you're doing damage to the people, but they have a uh, uh uh they have an opportunity to get things back together. Yeah. But you don't know that manipulation, yeah. concealing it as God is blocking you out of yeah. going into your promised land.
1: It is. It is. And you you said something and that really hit home like this is must be what God thinks of me. Eric, you know, I'm because the Bible says that God gives us pastors after his own heart. Right. And so if if there's someone in my life that's a leader, pastor, bishop, and they're misrepresenting God through manipulation, someone who's like us been in the church for years, that's one thing. But you got some people that just coming, they're new in Christ. They right. just, you know, and this is their verse, their first experience with God, and you almost have to put God in quotes because what you're representing is not Him at all, right? And you're thinking, I've seen ministries where, where people have gotten saved in the church, and their whole theology was built not on any personal study time; it was all built on what the pastor said Mm -hmm. and it it extended beyond just what they preached on Sundays. So it was built, their theology became built on every interaction they had with the pastor. So they started thinking things and, and you almost wanted to say, baby, that's not what the book says at all, you know? And, and, um, they're holding themselves up to this standard that, that God is like, you know, you know, you're, you're pleasing me and you're trying to please Mm -hmm. men. And God is going to hold a lot of pastors, a lot of, a lot of people accountable. Um, I've just been even just watching the American church and how politicized it's become oh, yeah. and how, oh, yeah. you know, I'm listening to pastors who are speaking on behalf of God and I'm like, man, show me where that's written. Yes, sir. Show me where, show me where, <laughs> you know, you know, without getting too political, right? Like, show me. Oh, we're we going there okay. You know, you know, okay. we gonna go yeah. Down. And I'm, and I'm frustrated and I'm scared for the American church. Right. And I'm like, you have thousands of people. January 6th, yes, perfect example yes. of what happens when you manipulate people's emotions and listen to people with voices, and none of them are there. That's the crazy part. Of the way you right, know, you right. get manipulated by people, and they don't show up, but they have you right, out there on the front right. lines looking foolish. And and um, Foxitis, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, we need a vaccine for that. <laughs> like, we need Moderna need to get on that one. Um, but I, it just. It's heartbreaking to hear your story, and and the sad thing is, your story isn't even all that that um nah, uncommon. No, nah. you know, I mean, I've seen so many ministries that it's like, okay, now I thought Christ said it before He ascended to go and make disciples, you know, but it's almost as if even in just that example, right? You know, he that church could have used that moment to expand the ministry, to expand their influence in the city, but because they we're so caught up, in, and the crazy thing is, I think maybe they were even manipulated from their leaders, right? Into thinking that, and you, so you see how it becomes almost like this vicious cycle, yes, sir. That and you know, a cycle that needs to be broken. You know, I was manipulated into thinking this way. It reminds me of um, uh did, don't, don't take my black card, but I didn't see color purple until I was <laughs> and I was married, you know, and Kyoto, she she was looking at me. I said, I had never seen color purple. She was making quotes, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you. I know what you're talking about. Um, and she said, we're going to sit down and watch Color Purple. And the scene that stood out to me was, um, and forgive me if I get the character's names wrong, but I know uh, um, Harpo's wife. Uh, Sophia. What, Sophia was mad at at uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character. that's Seelie. Shout because- out to
0: Mama for uh, watching Color Purple so many times. <laughs> I remember this.
1: And I remember when Harper was up was upset because Sophia wasn't listening mm-hmm. and um went to Sealy and Sealy gave him advice, maybe you should beat her. And um you know, it's it, kind of funny. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not funny what happened, but right. I, like, I said that that wouldn't work in my house. Like, yeah, no, know, no, this, no. This is what Sealy told me to do, and I'll be coming to stay with y'all with a black eye. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and, it it. It reminds me, though, of how some some things happen in the church. How because that was your experience, you you are passing those experiences down right. to other because right. she was beat. That's the only that's the only worldview she had. And it just makes me wonder, like, how many people in the church have been manipulated yeah. or how many pastors that. What if you would have turned back? Right. You know, and I mean, I I know for a fact, you know, you talk about who I am in your life. I know who you have been in me and Keanu's life. You experienced one of the, you were right there with me. The one, if not the hardest experience I ever had with, uh, with my sister and how it was just almost something that it was more than just a brother, but just having another pastor there. And it frustrates and angers me to think that manipulation could have taken you out of that position in my life, you know, and wonder how many other people would be in, different positions if they weren't manipulated by someone in power right. and there's there's rarely a time i've ever seen manipulation used for a greater good i've always seen it used just for selfish That's purposes really good man. you know i've never seen manipulation used to to get more people to christ I, right. I see manipulation used to keep more people into the church right into a church not the church yeah. or manipulation use a big one you to get money you know and oh, yeah. use it to and it's never money going back into the community. It's always money going back to a select few. Yes, yes. And um, you see church members coming in with raggedy cars, but then you see those in leaderships coming in with brand new. And it's like makes you wonder, how do we get
0: here? Absolutely, absolutely. That and that, that's really good what you said about uh, that and those leaders that that are in the, those positions. Um, how it's a cycle. It's it, it's it's a vicious cycle that we use somebody manipulated us. So instead of us breaking the cycle, we use it yeah. and to manipulate somebody else. And then the excuse we use is well, somebody did it to us. Yeah. I, I, I've literally literally heard them use this uh, excuse in the church of how they treated people. Like yeah. they did it to us. As a matter of fact, they did it worse. Like, okay. if right. if. if how what good did it do you? Yeah, yeah. It did you no good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it made it made you tougher, but yeah. did it make you bring somebody in because we are right. still looking at the same people? Right. And right. we cannot manipulate uh not we're not looking at the same people because those people started leaving. No. And and two things. I I think about uh those leaders leaders and I I wrote down some thoughts to myself and I said. Uh, even with people that might leave us for a certain time or feel like God is calling them to another place is that we can't be afraid to allow people to follow what they're saying. God has told them to do. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not God, time will tell we, we, we try to be in that role of God, that Moses, that Moses complex, trying to make them think everything that we say is of God. Yeah. And 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 I had realized that as a teenager that everything that comes from a pulpit yeah. ain't always from God. Sometimes yeah. it's just wise counseling, yeah. and then sometimes it's just your opinion yeah. on certain things. Yeah. And and we use the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, and it's a manipulation tool. And then when these people find out that that ain't God. They don't blame you, just you. They blame God because you're supposed to be a man of God. You're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be a pastor, bishop, uh, evangelist, or whatever you might be. Uh, uh, And I know you said we weren't going to turn this uh, all the way spiritual, but I mean, in the church, but this is where the main problem is because I feel like America is a reflection of its leadership, and the church leads the nation, the country. So this is the problem that we have in the church. And if we could change it, what's going on here at the church, yeah. then maybe we'll inspire other yeah. people not to use this manipulation too. Yeah. But we can't be afraid to allow people to follow God. Yeah. And then if it's not God, yeah. it's a way to handle it. It ain't, I told you so. I used them as an example. Yeah. It's to bring them back. If a brother falls to a fault, yeah. this is why Paul calls for not the church goers, mm-hmm. not the, the saints, not the believers. He said, those who are spiritual. Yeah. To restore oh, that brother, yeah. and to think of it as if it as if it could have been you. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We're not spiritual. We got a lot of pastors, but we're not spiritual. We yeah. got a lot of preachers, a lot of evangelists, a lot of bishops, a lot of apostles, chief apostles, yeah. super mega ranger Zoid <laughs> apostles. I, you know, they they make coming up with stuff now. Uh, uh, but but nobody is spiritual. Now yeah. I'm not gonna say nobody. There's still a remnant who is spiritual, right. and my prayer is. God, let me be be spiritual. I told yeah. the church this. I said, "Don't call me a Christian. Don't call me." I said, "Call me a call me spiritual because that's yeah. what I want to be. Amen. I want to be in a place to redeem those who have fallen Amen. and to help them up. To consider myself likewise, because it could have been me. And in some episodes, some, some I'm saying episodes, in some cases, it should have been me. Yeah,
1: that's the true. That's true. And if you, if we can't let people follow God's voice in their life. And what are we doing? Right. What's, what's the point of any of this? Right. If, uh, (laughs) we get so caught up in people in the church. And, and I think the danger for pastors is we get used to them being there. Right. And we get used to the work that they do. Mm -hmm. And we're afraid of if they leave, this won't get done. But I believe that if they leave, to follow God's voice. God is so complete in His provision for us that He'll provide somebody. Yes, there. He will. And and so that should be a moment of celebrating. It shouldn't be a moment when Elijah was walking in his and his um, successor, Elisha, saw him at the time. Elisha was plowing the field, and then he left to follow the prophet. Imagine, you know, if whoever he was working for, if it was a family farm or whatever, if they were like, no, you can't leave because, because, you know, you're working and we need you working here to not follow after the man of God. Just imagine where we would be, where the church would be. And and it's, you mentioned, I I can't get your story out of my head. You mentioned that and I I can't help but think about how many other churches started the exact same way you started. Right. God spoke to you, and you are following the voice. If we, if we take that, we take that moment away. What does the church become? Then? Right. If we take that opportunity for God to speak, because we go around saying that God has no respect to person, yeah. we go around saying that um that you know God will pour out His Spirit in those last days upon all flesh. Yeah. We go around and yeah. and saying you know or even the cliche way, what well, He'll do for me, He'll do for you. Right. If God can no longer speak to His people individually, what what, what would the church become? Right. If we just then they ought to be worshiping us. Yeah, If we're gonna be the you know the, we're gonna be manipulating. God doesn't even do that. Yeah, God doesn't God doesn't ma- manipulate anyone. The one who has all the authority, he can, we're his creation. He can right. do whatever he wants right. to do with us. Right. He says, "I stand at the door and knock." And if anyone hears my voice, yes, sir. if you respond to when I'm not going to bust in. I own the house, but I'm right. still standing right. at the door right. and knocking. If I want to, I can walk literally through this door. I can tell this door to dematerialize and I'll walk right through it. But I, because I respect your choices. Right. I respect your autonomy. I respect your, your, um, your agency. I'm not going to manipulate you. So who are we then? Now we we're really stepping into what we're doing. Right. We're stepping into becoming self idolization Come you know we stepping into and yes, to be saying you know I have to in order for this outcome to happen I'm gonna have to do this and I have to do that so what I see happens we're stepping in a place of God that he doesn't even step no,
0: in. No man and that, that that that's so true where we don't see that we are mutating by using manipulation yeah. into a God ourselves a liturgy yeah. Yeah. and we make up we make a mess of things, yeah. and yeah. It's, Thanos is the perfect example yeah. he leaves damage everywhere he goes there yeah. and 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 we have a bunch of Thanos mm-hmm. standing in the pulpit, yeah, destroying like I said marriages yeah yeah- but i'm I'm not telling you what I heard, I'm telling you what I know, yeah. and I've seen people who are divorced now, churches that are broken up now because of the manipulation of one person, yeah and it's sad because one thing my uncle always said the older you get the more set in your ways mm-hmm. so i don't even think he realizes the damage that he's doing yeah yeah i don't even yeah. think we realize, And it's like it's important now no matter how old you are mm-hmm. this is why you need we need the holy spirit the holy ghost to show us our errors to show us our ways and he yeah. will lead us and guide us and help us expose those things he would he would show us our flaws if we ask him to search us. But I think we have gotten to that place uh, in life to where we feel like experience oversees the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that God has given us because we've been in the church for all these years and we know how the church goes and how things should be. We uh, negate the leadership Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit in our lives on earth. And we go by based on our experience, and that's how we fall into those cycles. Yeah. Doing what the predecessors did to yeah. us. Yeah, The success is doing what the predecessors did, mm-hmm. and this is how we got the mess that yeah. we have on today. And even, like you said, it, expanding it from just our church to our nation— mm-hmm. Politically, you got these preachers standing up and claiming that this is the gospel when it's nowhere near the gospel. Yeah. yeah. You are destroying relationships between races. Yeah. You are being a uh, a time bomb yeah. that is ready to explode. And as soon as you explode, others will explode as well. Yeah. And, and this is why we're in the mess that we're in. It's it's bigger than just um uh uh, uh Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats are conservatives and yeah. liberals. And independence, because mm. shout out, I'm an independent. Amen. uh, shout out to the independent party. We don't get enough shout-outs, but
1: independent <laughs> to mess with. Yeah, I, I yeah, did yeah. Wu-Tang, yeah. Nothing to mess with. Wu-Tang, <laughs> to clean it up. Shout out to
0: the in- <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about what you said. Yeah, yeah but we we it, we 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 preach these messages, these political messages, instead of preaching the gospel of yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and we got to get back to preaching the gospel, yeah. of what Jesus commanded us to do. He told them in Matthew. Uh, 28 and 20 he said observing and teaching them everything that i have commanded of you yeah not your opinion yeah not your thoughts not what the not what donald trump is saying Mm. and i go i go even further not what barack obama is saying but i'm saying preach the gospel the church job is to stand in the middle yeah and call right right and wrong wrong but we have now chosen sides yeah yeah and there's very few standing in the middle trying to bring things yeah. back together yeah
1: yeah because i I am one hundred percent convinced if Jesus showed up today in the flesh, the liberals would hate him, right the conservatives will hate him yeah. you know because he in a lot of ways he was liberal a lot of ways he was conservative, but no one sanction in the in the political party has complete ownership of who he is or his character, and I have heard some of the the stupidest, and I'm trying to be trying to be careful in my words. I heard some of the stupidest stuff and videos, and and this is the part that, that gets me. It's some um, non believers on Facebook showing videos, and they're like, "Look, this is what the church is," right? And you're like, "No, that's just That's yes, just, sir. That's just them, them crazy uncles yeah. we got. Yeah. You know, yeah. crazy cause that doesn't represent the body, and we're stuck in in churches in these." motion than these circles of manipulation while well, ch- Christ is being represented yeah. in the world. He's just not being represented correctly. Well, absolutely, And, um, and I looking at statistics, this is, I think the first time in so many years where, where a majority of the nation considers themselves unchurched or un, unconnected wow. to any kind of, wow. you know, and any kind of belief system. And it's can't help but look at What's been happening over yeah. you know? I can't say the last four years, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump he was he was the product. Of, oh yeah, of years oh, of, yeah. of division, the product of manipulation. And I looked at, I, I stopped watching like TBN and stuff like that. Yeah, because I got tired of hearing Donald Trump name more than Jesus's name. Yes, sir. You know, and and it's like okay, I'm here to try to get a word. I just and and we we're preaching the 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 uh <laughs> the gospel of the Donald and. <laughs> But again, and it all boils back down to that manipulation. People right. they're using those pulpits to to put forth a, a political ideology. And and then that's what happens. January 26th happened. Right. January 6th happens. Yeah. When you when you manipulate people into a frenzy. And like you said, and it it is like a it's like lighting a match and it's just it just catches fire. Yes, sir. You know, and until it is, and until someone says, you know what? it stops with me. Yeah. You know, um, we've been taught in a lot of ways, how to manipulate, how to get what we want, you know? Um, And, but when we say, you know what, no, I'm going to, I'm going to just live honorably. I'm going to just live with integrity, you know? And if I ask something and the answer is yes, amen, the answer is no, amen. I'm keeping going, but I'm not going to try to force my outcome, not my will, but I want yours to be done. Absolutely. And, Christ doesn't need to manipulate to get his outcome. I shouldn't. Yes, have to, sir. You, yes, know, sir. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, a, good topic. It was uh, a good topic. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask, ask uh, a rhetorical question and um, maybe you respond, but this just came to me while you was talking, going back to that political mindset. Mm-hmm. Could uh, is Donald Trump for white people what what Barack Obama was for us? for blacks, for black people, because I understand yeah. that, you know, things, we never made things ugly, like, mm-hmm. jan- yeah. nothing, nothing, with, January 6th was one of the worst days in American history. Yeah. And no, the black culture, the black race, never did anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying as far as like lifting a man yeah. so high to where some of us, and I, I respect, uh, uh, um, uh, President Obama, and I love him and his family, They are a great example uh, to it. But I I just believe in not uh, lifting a man yeah. higher than, like you just said, saying the name Barack Obama more than I'm saying Jesus, yeah. saying yeah. Uh, Donald Trump more than I'm saying the name Jesus. And I found some of us mm-hmm. saying the name yeah. Barack Obama more than we were saying yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And just like I, one thing you said, uh one time when we were talking one time before, uh Donald Trump is the effect of mm-hmm. Barack Obama. Yeah. What is gonna be the effect? Cause Donald ain't done yet. No, no, he's not, not. by a long shot. No, no. He's not what would be the effect? What are what is the after effect Yeah, of or the response that would be of Donald Trump? And
1: this has been my fear what's gonna happen. I do believe because um certain people in society where they were upset with, um, whatever progress they thought was happening with Barack Obama's, um, presidency. And honestly, I don't think a lot of progress was made right. in the terms of, uh, social justice and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did the best he could, yeah, but I, I also think, you know, he only, they only, he only had so much room, um, to work. Um, but I think Donald Trump was that response to having him in place. My fear is, and what I was thinking about when we were talking about that was because so many people in the church and in leadership um, has tied their wagon to Donald Trump and has has kind of ascribed yeah. Christianity on it. Because you can say you can't say what a man is, not a, is a Christian or not. I'll say Donald Trump does not have any message no, of a no. Christian. I'm sorry. when you call it two Corinthians. I (laughs) am like, come on. Like, you know, and I, 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 I ain't gonna I can't say my that in his heart, he hasn't accepted Christ. I can say he's bears no fruit of being a Christian. I put it like that, being a believer. And, um, but because so many people say, oh yeah, you know, he's, he's saved and and he's doing these things for the kingdom. That's going to turn a lot of people off from the kingdom. Right. So what I, is the next person, you know, after Joe Biden or something, if, if someone who is so antithetical to the church rises up, would that be an attractive thing to a lot of voters? You know, the fact that he said, I want nothing to do with the church. I want nothing to do with Christ. I want, you know, would that be something that will become attractive because we said, well, we saw what this believer, so-called believer, Donald Trump did, right. You know, he locked kids up in cages and he, he, uh, um, to smoke grenades at people mm-hmm. and tear gas people to, for a photo op at a church. Oh, um, his Bible upside down. Oh, his Bible upside down. <laughs> and, and you know, talking about how he never had to ask for forgiveness. I'm like, I said, okay, so if that's who the world is making, this is the example of Christianity in America. A lot of people are going to be turned off yeah. from the church. Yeah. Like you said, people, when they see stuff like that, they're not turned away from the person. They're turned away from what the per- person represents. Absolutely. And you have people now that have left the church. Studies have been done. Reports have been written They have left the church because they said, I don't believe in the teachings of the church because I've seen what that man does. And he says he represents the Absolutely. kingdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, um, you know, to kinda answer that rhetorical question. I do think that in a lot of ways he was the the um the Barack Obama for for a lot of white people, because they just they felt forgotten, they felt you know yeah they felt yeah. overlooked yeah and and even if that wasn't the case, you know come on, it, um I think what what Barack Obama represented for a lot of black people was um he was a response to our frustration yeah I think Donald Trump was a response to a lot of people's anger, you know and I think our frustration came from being stepped on. Their frustration came from, their their anger came from feeling like they were losing control of Mm -hmm. what they had. -hmm. And I think, I do think there are kinda, you know.
0: There are definite similarities. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 And please don't uh, get me wrong anybody, I'm not comparing Barack Obama to Donald Trump. If there was a way that we could've went back to Barack Obama instead of those four years we went through, I would have voted for Donald uh, uh not Donald Trump, but Barack Obama. Oh yeah. I would have I would have did some election fraud. Yeah. Fraud. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I tried sending him a text like <laughs> I was like, bro, help. Right. Help. <laughs> you just sit here while why why we getting beat so you, like so this. So you're gonna just watch, huh? Right, you right. Just look. Right, living your best life <laughs> right. while we're going through this. But uh this, this was the thing. Um DL Heagley said uh Donald Trump was the response because um uh I'm not just going to use a race, but a certain group of people saw that America fell in love with a black man. Mm-hmm. So Donald yeah. Trump was kind of like the next big yeah. thing The the person that was the, the, he is the greatest manipulator. One yeah. of the greatest manipulators yeah. we've ever seen in yeah. this country. And, and he just, he, he, he's good at what he does. Yeah. He manipulates people, yeah. but you yeah. know, that, that is what it is. And like you said, unfortunate, unfortunately, Possibly, it's going to get worse. Yeah. So the yeah. the the thing we have to get to is okay. We can only start with us. Yeah. And I I I'm, I'm, I thought back to a vision that God gave me in two thousand and twelve. Uh, we were at church and uh, we were outside at the service and we were all outside talking. You know how we talk at the church and mm-hmm. whatever joking around. Yeah. And uh, I was outside and uh, somebody came to the door uh church door, open the church door outside and said, Elijah one, your mama wants you. And I was like, okay. And I went in there and um my mom was standing there. She was like, uh I need you to clean this bathroom up for me. So I when I walked in the bathroom and I'm not trying to be nasty or any, disgusting or anything like that, but I just want to uh set set a picture in your head i walked into the bathroom and there was mess everywhere okay there was feces everywhere on the floor Mm. on the walls on the toilet on the sink it was everywhere and if you know me you you probably y'all probably don't know me one thing about a large one a large one cannot stand other people's feces i can't stand (laughs) other people's mess god knows i love my daughters i love them from the bottom of my heart i would die for them in a second no problem, no questions asked. I would die for my wife. No problem, no questions asked. But I cannot stand anybody else's feces. So me and Keisha have an agreement. I would change pee. But <laughs> I cannot change. Very few in between times I had to change my daughters because that's yeah. just how much I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah. And in that dream, I was angry because I can't stand it, one, mm. and two, I didn't do it. Yeah. It was just mess everywhere. Yeah. And I kept trying to tell my mom, like, I did not do this. Yeah. Why are you making me clean it up? She was like, I just need you to clean it up. She kept a such a calm and peaceful demeanor, like, <laughs> I just need you to do it. I just need you to do it. And I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but I feel the presence of God even describing this, because I, mm. I, I feel it every time I tell this story. Yeah, And I, 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 I kept saying, but you don't understand. Mm. I was, like, trying to break it down. Yeah, I, Elijah <laughs> one did not do... This mess that is in this bathroom. And she (laughs) kept saying, I just need you to do it. I just need you to do it. And I woke up later on through prayer. God gave me the interp- uh gave me that interpretation of that mm. vision, that dream. That was God speaking to me mm. about the mess that would be what it is in the yeah. church and the mess that would yeah. be in this country. Yeah. I know I didn't create it, bro. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh that's start good. this, I didn't manipulate and I didn't choose uh, make people do uh the stuff that they did and the yeah. mess that we I can I be honest, our predecessors mm-hmm. have created the yeah. mess that's in the church, how people have ran away from the church and people don't want to come to church no more, and yeah. and people are hanging on those that are here are still hanging on by uh by a thread. Mm-hmm. I didn't cause none of this, yeah. but God said, "I just need you to do it." Amen. I just need you to clean it That's up. Good. So, so we have to get the understanding that it starts with us. Yeah, yeah. it starts with us. No, you didn't start. You didn't manipulate people. No, yeah. you didn't cause the chaos and the pain and the hurt yeah. and the confusion that is in our world. That is in our churches. The politi- political, political, and, and I'm not just talking about uh, Republican. A Democrat, mm-hmm. conservative, liberal, that's uh uh the church can be politicized. Yeah, yeah. And we got yeah. we got politics yeah. going on in the church and yeah. stuff like that. We got manipulation, wanting people to run with certain people, and mm. we got people going against each other in the church. No, we didn't create it, yeah. but he's calling us yeah. in this time and in, 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 in this season to use our pulpit to clean up the mess, to straighten up the mess. Don't use your platform to manipulate others the way that you have been manipulated. If it's no, when you ask somebody to do it, the answer is simply no. You still can love them, let them go on, Mm -hmm. let them do what they said God is calling them to do or what they feel led to do. And you continue to go on because yeah. as you go, David had to leave 200 yeah. to take the 400 with yeah. him, but he still ran into the person yeah. that was going to get him to his destiny. Amen. Amen. I ain't trying to preach. But go no, ahead. man, go
1: ahead. that's, that's good, man. You talk about me, genius? Now that's, that's, uh, that's some next level stuff. And I think that's exactly what the church needs to hear. That's exactly what anyone, any influence needs to hear that you have a platform and it, it starts with you. You, you can break that cycle. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't like in your vision, you don't have to just sit here and say that, you know, we know it wasn't you. Yeah. We know you didn't do it. Yeah. But what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, we aren't you tired? Yeah. You smell that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, you're getting further away from it because you're trying to escape the Clean it up. And man, that, man, that, that really spoke to my spirit right there. And I think if more people could, could take that, um, and even, we just finished a Bible study at our church um, through the book of James. And um, we kind of hung on that part where it said, you know, don't swear by anything in the mm-hmm. heaven or um, heaven or on earth. Just let your yes be yes. Let your right, no right. be no. And even that is kind of a warning against manipulation. Yeah. Don't, don't say, you know, I promise, but you know, I'm in the, I promise on my kids' life, and they kids are sitting there looking like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the kids know you're a liar. Yeah, like, too. that didn't happen. But you know, <laughs> and it's even if they got, even I think God was speaking to James. It, it, you don't have to manipulate. Yeah, you, you know, if if it's my will, nothing can stop God's will when it's in motion. Yes, sir. Nothing can stop God. Nothing. You mentioned Joseph. Nothing can stop Joseph. From ascending to the position of power that he ascended to, right? You know, even when you go through that story, in every place he was in, he was elevated. Yes, sir. He was in Potiphar's house. He became second in command yeah. in the house. Thrown in prison, became second in command in the prison, and he didn't have to go look for a way of escape. Yeah. you know, these two came into him, and yeah, it took time. It took you know a, a little over thirteen years, but you no, know, once God's plan gets into motion, you don't have to manipulate it. For it to come to pass, you just have to put yourself in position and just be obedient. Yeah. If I have to manipulate it for it to work, it's uh it's it's that is my clue that it's not God's. Yes, deal. sir. I say if I have to, if I have to beg people in a service to give, then. God, you must have provision somewhere else. If I have to, if I have to plead and beg with people to show up to help, serve, help feed the community. Mm-hmm. Then God, you'll give the strength of us that are here yes, to do it. Every time I've tried to, unfortunately, because I've been afraid to actually, like you said, of trying to um, manipulate with the offering or manipulate with with trying to get people. You know, I ask them if they can do it. Great. If they can't, God give us strength, and we'll we'll be here to to do it. However you see fit. But When, um, I've always feared what would happen if I tried to manipulate someone, because I, I don't, I, my prayer has always been, I don't want to mislead anybody or misrepresent God in any way, especially from a position of the pulpit. I, I, um, I don't want that on, I don't want that on my spirit. I don't want that. My mind, you know, so I, I, I just take that really serious. Yeah. And I think when we have more pastors like you that are saying, we're going to confront this or we're going to break this cycle. I believe this then and only then will we see change Yes, in, sir. in this country when we have more people young and old. And even though we have some older pastors, older leaders that are set in their ways, I even believe that God can move on their hearts and do it. And it's going to be tough because, you know, I'm, I just hit 40, and i like, man, there's something Keanu tell me, she's like, who are you stubborn? I was like, yeah, but I was just where well, we you married me. But even then, stubborn folk like me have to say, you know what, God? I'm tired of seeing this being called the church. I'm right. tired of seeing this being called Christianity. I'm tired of seeing this being called America.
0: Right, you know? right. And we have to realize that we we don't just represent God in our churches from the pulpit. We represent God with our family, yeah. with our friends. Yeah. We can't manipulate our friends into doing stuff that we don't want. Yeah. They don't want to do. Yeah. We can't manipulate our families, even our wives, into doing things yeah. they don't want to do. Yeah. And, and and we have to learn how to just communicate and be honest. Yeah. And like I said, bro, man, I, I really sat there and really took the time and, and, and examined myself. Mm. And I can say, you know what, LaJuan, in that situation, you were you was manipulative mm-hmm. you know they look up to you mm-hmm. you know that that person listens to every just about everything that you yeah. say and you use that for the wrong thing and my my question my my uh response was god please forgive yeah. me and help me do right because see i can't be the change right if i'm not changing my right. own self. right so right. um uh we're getting ready to get out of here man uh i'm gonna give you a, just a few more a uh, couple more minutes Uh, just to say whatever God has laid anything on your heart uh, as far as like the steps that we can take as far as like using our platform for the better. I know you already went, uh, gave us some pointers and and gave us some stuff that we can really go home and chew on and think about. But uh, if you have anything else, just, just a, you know, maybe a minute or two minutes or so to just, you know, give us that last uh, word, or last thing of encouragement to help us, and those who are in that manipulative state to change for the better, and those who are not learn how to stand up and to use that for the better. Yeah.
1: I think the first, and it's real simple, it will not gonna even take me two minutes, maybe not even take me 30 seconds. The it's two factors I feel that lead to manipulation. Um uh a lack of ability to be honest and a lack of faith. That's good. Because if I can't be honest in my assessments of other situations, other people, but if I can't be honest and I and I especially if I can't be honest with myself, um, I can't be honest in, or if I don't feel secure in my relationship with God, then I'm going to feel like I'm going to have to manipulate people to do things. Um, I'm going to have to manipulate situations to come out the way. Mm -hmm. So I think that first step is honesty. One, um, if you're not secure in your relationship with God, that's the first thing that needs yeah, to be addressed. Yeah. You need to get secure in your relationship. And the great thing is um, the security. It doesn't, it's never an issue with him. It's always going to be an issue oh, with yeah. us. It's always going to be us that has to get into place, whether it's through repentance, whether it's through fasting and praying, whatever it is, get in that secure place with God, you know, recognize that, especially if you're in a lead position of uh pastoring or any kind of leadership, get secure. you in your position right. of what he's called you to do right. and have faith in him, um, have faith in if he called you to do something, I believe that God doesn't call without providing that That's, provision. Yes. He doesn't, he, he's not going to call us the pastor and not send people here. He's not going to call us and not give us the area to go and minister right. to. And so we have to have faith in him that not, not only do I trust you God with, with my life, but I trust you with my calling and I trust you what you called me to do. And um, if we can tap those two things down and we can be honest with ourselves of who we are, recognize who we are in the kingdom, recognize who we are in him, and actually have faith in him to lead us, then I believe that that will give us the strength to kind of break those manipulation cycles. Yes, and man, I'm not, I won't have to try to keep putting this round pig in a square hole. Absolutely. You know, it'll it'll fit because when God puts together you know, I won't have to manipulate it to make it fit. I yes, won't have yeah. to, I won't have to rejigger. I have to make sure I said rejigger it to make it <laughs> fit properly. You know, I, I won't have to do anything. I would just have to, all I have to do is sit back and just be obedient yes, and let sir. God do what he does. Cause he's a lot better and God doesn't have to manipulate. So I definitely don't have to, yes, if sir. I'm honest with myself, if I'm honest with my people, if I'm honest with those in my circle, um, it's okay to be vulnerable i know i'm probably going over two minutes but it's okay to be vulnerable you know i know that's that's one thing i try to maintain anytime i'm in the pulpit i i always try to know my humanity and you know i'll be honest when i fall hey you know i had a rough week this week you know in fact this is almost what what happened this week i had to you know and Mm -hmm. and i i'm honest i try to be honest with them and then so they know it's not if I ask something, you know, it's really coming from the heart. Yes, sir. You know, and it's really to see them better. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, if we can learn that honesty and being faithful. I think then that'll be the
0: turning point for us. Yes, sir. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Uh, manipulation is a child of fear. Amen. But He's given us love, power, and a sound mind. And God will always, I, and I wrote this down, it's so funny that you said we we're talking, it, it came back to my head. God would all, God will always provide and validate His work. Amen. So I want to uh, thank my brother for being with us on this episode of Frustrated Back Christian Podcast. Man, it was a great always speaking to you, chopping it up with you, bro, you know, and uh, just true. just uh, just talking. And, and I hope that you got something out of oh, this conversation of today. Um, I, I I got something out of it, yeah, and I, I hope those who are listening uh, got something out of this conversation. And uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. Thank you, bro. Amen. Love you, man. I appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll catch you all later. I love y'all, too. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode. All right? Peace.